The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Data-Driven Marketing Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about the mindset, tools, and best practices behind using your data to guide you to marketing success. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that walks you through how to think about, organize, and utilize data platforms for better decision making. With us today is Tom Trainer, who is the Global Head of Marketing at Arm Treasure Data. Treasure Data, a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast, is the global leader in customer data platforms, CDPs, and enterprise data management providing the ability to aggregate and translate massive volumes of scattered and siloed data into outstanding customer experiences. So far this week, Tom and I have talked about the mindset for a data-driven marketer, and today we're going to talk about some of the best practices for collecting data. Okay, here's the second installment of Data-Driven Marketing Week with Tom Trainer from Treasure Data. Tom, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Happy to be here, Ben. Excited to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked about the mindset of being a data-driven marketer, about using data not to analyze your marketing efforts, but to think about what those marketing efforts should be to help support your operations all the way through analysis, right? Building in the use of data throughout every step of your marketing efforts. I think one of the most important things about using data and having a data-driven mindset is understanding that the data you have is actually reliable. Tell me a little bit about some of the hurdles that companies are facing in regards to their use and collection of customer data. I think a lot of companies are struggling right now with how they collect and manage customer data. They often don't have a full picture of their customers. And each marketing function basically has a different view because they're working with different sets of data. As you get into the bigger and bigger companies, Often, even answering the question of how many customers they have is something that different departments might have a different answer because the data systems will show something different. So, Tom, that brings us to the question of all of these different sources of data are being put together and companies have multiple systems for analyzing their data, for evaluating it. When you start thinking about various systems, you start thinking about what data is important to what teams you end up with all these different systems. I know that for our marketing efforts here, we're looking at our marketing channel data, our Facebook, our programmatic data. We're looking at Google Analytics for what's happening on our website. There's all these different sources. There is no single unified source of truth. 
So when you're a marketer and you're faced with all of these different sources of data, I'm looking at it from the you know SMB and maybe the growth size company's point of view, you're looking at it from the enterprise point of view. Talk to me about some of the challenges that people face with collecting all of their data from disparate sources. Yeah, I would add some data sources, our sales databases, point of sale systems, customer support systems. So there's so many different data sources. Right. Foot traffic for B2C businesses. Yeah, companies basically don't have one single view of their customers. Each department has a different view. In answering questions like how many customers we have, who are our best customers, who are customers that are likely to churn, things like that are really hard for people to get a handle on. And as the marketer, you, of course, might want to market differently to one, existing customers, two, customers who are likely to churn, or your best customers. So really getting all that data into one place is the best way to be able to, as a marketer, to be most effective. So talk to me a little bit about the practice of bringing all of that data together. It seems like there is a fundamental problem when you're bringing data from multiple different channels is that, and I'll use an example from an advertising medium, what Facebook calls a click is different than what Google Analytics calls a click, which is different than what Squarespace calls a click. Uh, just talking about some of the tools that we use here, right? the definitions of some of your metrics are going to be different. So how do you think about aggregating your data, knowing that the definitions are different across platforms? When you analyze that data, I think the experts will have to weigh in on what's the importance of things like a click or a like and things like that in different platforms. So I don't think that's something that can necessarily be changed, but that can be kind of factored into the algorithms behind the scenes to determine what's a very engaged customer or a company. I think that's something that you just have to factor in when the algorithms are looked at. So it seems like you're thinking about the data that you're collecting and aggregating being more about user data and looking at the actual first-party data that your company is collecting. I'm sure that there's also times where companies are building in third-party data. Talk to me about some of the ways that people are aggregating first-party data, analyzing it, and also where are they mixing third-party data in? So what companies who are kind of more leading edge are doing is taking all their first party data and putting it into one place. And what they do with third party data is often kind of enriching it. You might add things like what zip code are they in or what's the income levels, other information about that data. And in addition, there's anonymous data too that you're looking at. So with something like a customer data platform, you can start to get a handle on anonymous data and who's visiting a lot, even though you don't really know who they are yet. Once they turn into a known profile, so in other words, they've registered or bought something from you, and then you can enrich it with third-party data, which helps you see other attributes. And you can then combine things like what's the weather in the area they live in? What are the sporting events when we get back to sporting events that they might be attending? And, you know, what are the different festivals and concerts again in the future days? And you can use that as part of your marketing. I was going to try to hold off to get to the CDP part of the conversation, but I think that's important is that when you're trying to unify your data and you're thinking about the actual collection process, having a place to put all of that data is very important. In the actual collection process, when you're aggregating this data, you're trying to feed it into a unifying source, a database, a CDP. Are there any mechanics that are specifically challenging for companies with the actual physical data collection piece that you've observed? 
There's a couple of things. One is some systems are harder than others to connect with and to get regular feeds of data, either kind of streaming or on a batch basis. So there's always a challenge with certain systems. And that's where a company who's doing CDPs on a regular basis will have some experience figuring out how to get that data out of that system on a regular basis so that it's reliable. The other thing is there's a couple different types of uh, customer data platforms some are schemaful and some are schema-less. And the ARM Treasure Data CDP is schema-less, which means that when you extract the data from the various systems, normally you would transform it into the schema and then you would load it in. And what we do is we extract it first and then we load it and then we transform it once it's in the system. So that saves some of that schema setup step that some of the CDPs have. I think the takeaway here is that when you're starting to think about finding a place to aggregate all of your data, there is some expertise. This is a complex process and aggregating your data is not something that only helps you unify it. So your entire marketing team is looking at the same data set. It can help you validate that the data is actually accurate and correct. So Tom, one more question for you before I let you go. I think about aggregating data and coming up with this single source of data as a little bit of a unicorn for guys like me, right? There's all these different systems that you have, and there's the idea that I'm going to take all of my data, I'm going to clean it, I'm going to put it in one place, and I'm going to be able to look at it, and it's this universally glorious place where I can run all my marketing activities. Maybe it's because I am working at an SMB and don't have the enterprise-level problems But biting the bullet here and actually aggregating the data and collecting it and putting it all in one place seems like a really big, hairy problem. Why is this worth it? Well, I'll make it less of a hairy problem for you in some ways. One is I'll say that there are SMB customer data platforms as well as enterprise customer data platforms. We happen to be more on the enterprise side, but there are customer data platforms that are more suitable for SMBs. So don't despair there. But even for the kind of biggest, hairiest CDP implementations, it's not a rip and replace project. So you might imagine, wow, that sounds like a two-year project. But no, it's basically an adjacent database that is additive and doesn't take away something else. Of course, you can take away something else later once you're ready. But so what that means is that you can implement something and start to run it to do the unification and also maybe do some, some a couple of very specific use cases that you want to target. But you're not having to go big bang and just kind of rip everything out and start again. You're basically adding something new where you can start to bring on different data sources over time as you need. And, you know, obviously, the more you bring in right away, the more data you'll have to work with. But it's not a requirement that you bring in everything right away. So the small to medium-sized business, you basically get an adjacent database. You're able to continue to use the systems you have where you start pulling all of these together. It allows you to basically run two parallel operations while you're building the one that eventually ends up being the single source of truth. On the flip side, for the enterprise-level companies, that seems like it's a lot of work and a lot of expense. And this is the first part of the process of really being a data-driven marketer, which is why I'm double-clicking here. So how do companies understand when it's time to start taking all of the disparate data sources that they have and building them into a CDP? Is there a signal that you've seen with your customers where they're raising their hand saying, this is a problem that we need to solve now? So one is, you know, it's not necessarily two parallel processes. So you might do your programmatic advertising, but once you start using the CDP data more and more, you'll do 
slightly better programmatic or much better programmatic advertising. So in other words, you're going to still run the same process. You won't run two, but you'll just have better data once you've been able to integrate that into your processes. So I'd say for the larger enterprises, most of them that I talk to, especially the legacy enterprises, have the need. It's one of those things where when you get all the the different stakeholders aligned and they finally say, okay, this is a big enough priority that we're willing to actually do it. So it's more of a kind of a political and resource thing than it is a technical, yes, you've checked off these boxes and you need to do it. No, it's more like someone's been named to be the uh, CDP czar and they are anointed to have the part to make some decisions. It's the reason why we talked to the start of the data-driven marketing week with the mindset of the data-driven marketer. It's that there is a strategic decision that we're going to unify our data, that we're going to put it all in one place, and we're going to make the best decisions with the data that goes from end to end. And understanding what that pain point is and basically making the decision to start to aggregate all of your data into one source is the first step in being a truly data-driven marketer, being able to have access to that true end-to-end data, right? Getting all of the inputs in one place so you can understand what's driving the right output. I'm going to ask one more time in a little bit of a different fashion. You mentioned that enterprise-level companies have the pain. And for them, it's a question of priority. But for the other organizations, right, that are starting to think of, well, when should I be collecting all of my data and putting it to one source? When should I think about a CDP? How should I build that infrastructure so down the road I can't rip and replace it when I need an enterprise scale tool? What is the point of a business where you start to see companies are saying, I need all of my data in one place? I think it's when they're at the level of maturity where they see a lot of the problems that come from everything being siloed. So in other words, the silos are maybe optimized, but across silos are not optimized because they really don't have access to each other's data and it's inefficient to port the data from system to system. And they're looking for kind of a step change in how effective they are as marketers because there are certain problems you can't solve until you see the full customer picture. So they hit that wall where they say, we've tried and tried to do the workarounds, then we just can't do it until we see the full picture. So give me an example here of what you mean. Let's give an example of a company that had a lot of customer data and understanding of its own customers, and that's managed by the customer success team. And the marketing team doesn't have visibility into anything like who's potentially going to churn, who are big users. Who are people who might be ready to be upsold? And then even the visitors that come to the website, they can't know whether that's an existing customer or a new prospect. So they can't give different messaging. So for many reasons, you would need to know a lot about your existing customers, feed that into your marketing team. And so the way to feed that in marketing team is to kind of house that data together so that marketing can run campaigns on existing customers better, as well as understand when someone's new and should be shown a different message. So that's an example of where companies often just don't have that understanding across departments. So I think that that's the big takeaway here for me is that when you're in a company and you're starting to feel the pain of taking data from one source and you're not able to really see the full picture, it is time to start putting your data into one place. And we're going to continue the conversation by talking a little bit about that process and making sure that the data that you're using is actually correct and actionable. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. 
Thanks to Tom Trainer for joining us. If you'd like to hear more of Tom and Treasure Data's tips for becoming a data-driven marketer, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we discuss how to unify your data for activation. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Tom, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is rtmixmarketing. That's R-T-M-I-X-M-K-T-G. Or you could visit his company's website, which is treasuredata.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You could subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.